It has been two years since the trade galaxy was shaken to its core by the actions of a single, mismatched, multi-species crew. Whatever you think of the heroes of Yentao, also known as the Space Squad, one thing is certain. All eyes are watching for whatever they do next. You've been advised to go to this planet called Mopatel. What are you guys going to do, essentially? What, what are you going to do? Well, what's the biggest ship? Like, on the whole planet? <laughs> no. <laughs> we want that in one. In our little fleet, because I've got a ship, Faraday's got a ship, like, presumably you've got a ship. Schlup. I have no. a ship, but... <laughs> I've, got one. I've got a flying motorcycle, and that's it. Who let Schlurp have a flying motorbike? It's a baby on a flying motorbike. I took a driving test. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah, remember? This was planned. I forgot I made you take a driving test. I assumed we were taking Faraday's ship. The real big big one. But also, my grandmother and my girlfriend need to get home. And I don't know how because neither of them know how to pilot a ship. Could you hire someone to fly them? You can do that. I will say there are chartered flights that you can take between... Because not every... I know this. I know that our party's kind of skewed the numbers, but most people don't own their own spaceship. Most people don't know magic. We're just... We're weird. Just put them on a space bus, send them off. Is Lina coming with us? Because Lina has got to keep up Crick's business. Exactly. And Lina and Crick are Lorelei's business partners. Yes. So it would make sense if Lina took... Crick's ship back to Chorus mm. with Edna yes. and Damini. Okay, so Edna and Damini are going to go back to Chorus aboard Crick's ship piloted by Lina Barnes. You guys are going to, well, your new home, Woo, is going to be Faraday's other ship, which is much larger than the little Bliss Anthea she brought down to the surface. I have a minnow. Can I store that? I was going to say the same for the Raven reforms as well. Yes, it is big enough to take. I'll put my flying microcircle in there too. Yeah, it's got a garage. It has a garage full. I was going to run through like a, a run through of like, this ship is huge. First, most important question, how long does it take you to set off to Mokotel? Because that will determine the timeline of everything else. I mean, a few days, because, like, I've got to get all my stuff from the AI camp over to the ship. Is that, that's going to take multiple days? So you're going to take a couple days. Can't that be done in one day? Is there somewhere where you can land a minnow near the AI encampment? I don't think they'd love it. If they knew it was just me picking up Slurp's shit. I feel like they would let you... But it would basically be Prisha would be like, no, it's okay. That's my child. <laughs> Still angry. That's my stupid kid. Okay, so should we call it a day for you to move in mm-hmm. aboard Faraday's ship, which is called the... The Catherine Johnson 2. To give you a little da-da-da on the Catherine Johnson 2, uh, the Catherine Johnson 2 is a Tang-class ship. Uh, so it's a very tall, narrow, diamond-bodied ship that flies like on edge and has this profile of like a surgeon fish, um, with this tall body and long fins that like kind of lie very close to its body. Um, Faraday's particular tang also has a dorsal fin and a really unusual paint job where most of its body is this kind of browny grey, but its fins and underbelly are like lemon yellow and baby blue. Uh, so it's a, it's quite adventurous paint job. 
yeah, inside the Catherine Johnson 2, uh, there are nine floors. There are two pools. There's a garden room, a training room, and an armory. You get the picture. It's massive. So you guys head all across New Analu, grabbing your stuff, moving in, saying various like goodbyes. And Dorale, you make sure your grandma and your girlfriend have a way to get home if you're not with them. I wrap up business stuff for the bakery with Tamal. Yeah, like making sure Faraday's shop's going to be okay. Um, Corel, get... Corel, you have a desk job. <laughs> Are you going to work from home aboard the KD? It's not a desk job. <laughs> Are you going to bring your desk with you? <laughs> Just set up a cubicle on the bridge. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Corel is a cultural ambassador. They travel a lot. They can do most of their work from their pad, as far as that side of things is going. They might have to cancel a, a, a couple of appointments. It's not a desk job! Before we move on to departing the KJ2 um, and saying any final goodbyes, I just want to point out that this probably means Corel's going to have to do, like, meetings. <laughs> <laughs> Video calls from the ship, which has some wonderful potential. So just just throwing that out there is a I look forward to this. Hi, Corel, what are you doing? (laughs) Is that someone important? Hi. Corel, you stunk out the bathroom again. (laughs) Corel, Corel, you don't do the bins. (laughs) Corel, did you uh, add some new ingredients to your meat muffins? They smell terrible. So this this ship is your flying space house now. Does anyone want to say any last goodbyes before you zip off into the unknown? Lorelei just walks up to her grandmother and goes, Okay, so, Grandma, some serious stuff is going down. You are going, as you said uh, the other day, you're going back to Chorus along with Zamini. I can't go with you, so the wonderful Lina Barnes is going to be taking you. She is a good friend and business associate. Please do not piss her off. Sweetling, when have I ever pissed anyone off? I'm a delight. And like from over her shoulder, Dammy just makes eye contact with you. And I raise my eyebrows as much as is physically possible. Um, and just sort of look up at her like I'm looking over spectacles that Lorelei does not wear, but Jess does. <laughs> Sweetling, I will behave. Thank you, it's much appreciated. And Lorelei leans up and gives her a, a hug and a kiss on both cheeks. Oh, she picks you up. She scoops you up and gives you a big squeeze before she puts you back down again. Thank you, Grandma. Uh, and then I walk over to Damini and I'm like, turns out uh, the place we're going, lots of pirates. So um, the chaos may begin sooner than I had anticipated. I also told everyone who um, Tali is to me, they dislike her as much if not more than i was expecting so this is going to be an odd one but know that i love you i spent five years with my head literally in the stars and you have made me over the past two years feel at home again and you are an absolute delight um grandma has said she would behave so hopefully she won't have you tearing your hair out. But yes, I love you. You're wonderful. Have a good flight home. I will talk to you as much as is physically possible. And I just give her a big hug. 
Um, she hugs you back and kisses your cheek, and she just goes, Lorelei, I love you. I know that you'll come back to me. Just make sure you do it in one piece, okay? Lorelei smiles and does uh, like forehead touch, and then um, mm-hmm. ushers Damini onto Craig's ship with Lina and dearest Grandmama. I head up to the bridge and sort of find the chair that is easiest and most comfortable for me, a tiny dear person, to sit in. Faraday, mm. do you feel like you would have installed some Araswati appropriate yes. chairs? Yes, there is definitely like one chair on the bridge, which is Araswati styles with like an adjustable stool that Aww. that goes up high enough for you to see. <laughs> Amazing. Lorelei, to distract herself, sits and just spins in circles in it for like a good 10 minutes. I just want to clarify, Judy is coming with us. Yes. To like look after the ship when we're not there. Yes. Okay. She's like, we spent two years and our own money on this ship. I'm not letting you guys just leave it abandoned in a hallway or a hallway in a big field somewhere like I'm good you need someone who's gonna like watch it while you're doing things like saving the universe justified so just before we go can I talk to TLZ please uh yes <laughs> so okay <laughs> absolute panic in Paige's voice but like I'll, I'll go to her and I will like make sure that I'm you know, dressed nicely and my hair is done. I mean, I wouldn't imagine you go to TLZ in your pajamas. In your pajamas. No, I know, but I'm going to make the extra effort. Okay, so you dress up nice. Yeah. For your mother-in-law. Yeah. Okay, you go to her chambers. Uh, she's not expecting you. Is she in her pajamas? Uh, she just she's has in, a. She's in her pajamas. Yeah, she just has like a ponytail in and a tank top, and she turns to look at you with like a satay chicken skewer in her mouth. <laughs> yes. I'm so sorry, I did send a message through, but, um, can we talk for a minute? Yes. What is it? You probably know by now that we're leaving and Junie's gonna come with us. You mentioned when we saw you last time that you'd seen each of us, I guess to use Dr. Malcolm's word, like, resonate? And it seems like Junie hasn't. Or at least doesn't recognize, and I guess I'm just asking if if you've seen anything. <sighs> Faraday, I believe a little more superstitiously than I might let on, that a big part of this resonation is, yes, power, but also knowing who you are. And I love my daughter. But I don't think she knows that yet. Right. Okay. She's strong. She's wonderful. But she doesn't know what she wants to do with that strength yet. Okay. Okay. I guess the other thing I wanted to ask was firstly, I promise I'm going to look after her. Darling, my daughter can take care of herself. (laughs) But I appreciate the sentiment. The other thing is, well, I mean, you showed us what it looks like when the universe ends. So, I don't know if this is necessarily a favor. More like a symbiotic relationship. If it so happens 
that something happens to us, I want to know that she's going to be okay. And I know you can do that because you teleported her across half the galaxy to find me. Can we have like a code word or something? And what would you need to be able to know where we are immediately? Also, we're not going to tell her, please. It doesn't need to be personal. That's just flavoring. But something of hers. If you want to make this deal, you know there will be a price. There's a price for you rescuing your daughter? I think the price is us keeping it from her and then facing her wrath when she finds out. And I'm happy to pay that. This is an unconventional deal. I think we have an unconventional relationship. The Lady Zenith offers you her hand. I shake it. And she snatches out her other hand and holds your hand between hers. And she leans towards you and she says, The word is Flashpoint. Shona! Yes? Would you want to say goodbye to someone? Yeah, she wants to say goodbye to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, to Dr. Sultana. Uh, hello. You want to say goodbye to me? Wait, before we go on, I have to say goodbye to everyone on this planet. <laughs> um, I think, like, it's going to be kind of like in a weird context of, like, they're packing up their room. Because as an influencer, they have a lot of equipment. Like, you know, like a light box and camera setup and all this kind of stuff. Um, and then also, like, Bugsy stuff. They've got a weird amount of stuff for someone who doesn't sleep or eat or anything. <laughs> um, and I think, I don't know, maybe we should just, like, just come by. Um, I think she would help yeah. you. I think she's still angry with you, but I think she would help you pack up. Right, yeah. And I think, like, when they're still going through all their stuff, they, uh, they find a photo. Oh, go on. The photo is of three individuals. Um, it's pretty sure on one side, looking a good bit younger, and um, like kind of smiling. Um, and the middle is like a core with a screen. Um, and there seems to be some sort of smile on the screen. And then on the other side is an older, an, an older Araswati, and he's kind of got like um, artificial horns, and he's wearing a red visor. He's like, he's like, he looks happy, but like in a bit more of a detached manner, mm. almost. So I find this picture and like, they just kind of start doing anything for a few moments and they're just kind of looking at it. Prisha immediately comes over and touches your elbow and like kind of lowers your arm enough for her to see what you're looking at. And then she just kind of very gently goes, oh, I didn't, I forgot I had this. Uh, you don't. That's actually mine. Um, I think I gave it to you. It's funny to see him, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And she kind of touches one finger to the other Araswati in the picture that isn't her, and she goes, It still feels unreal. (laughs) I can't believe the bastard's dead. Mm. (sighs) Hmm. Do you want to keep it? I know that your feelings about him are complicated, but... I mean, yeah, that's a... He was your dad. Was. That's true. But, yeah, what you want to do with it is up to you. 
think I'll take it for now and then decide whether I want to do anything to it later because there's still two out of three people in there. I love them. So, no, majority. <laughs> I, I love you too. From now on, I'm going to try and be as, as honest as possible. Just anything you want to know, I'll tell you. I'm sorry for all the secrets I've kept in the past. Slurp, it's... It's okay. I mean, it's not, but thanks. No, listen. You are a child, or well, were a child, but you had to grow up with an adult brain. That's weird. Sights are weird. There's no school for you. There's no PSHE for sights. It's fucked up. It must have been hard. But you have a chance to be a good person. And you are so far along that path, and it's been a joy to watch you grow. You fucked up. But you know what? So does everything with a soul. I mean, they have more time to learn from it. Okay. We'll deal with the photo in a minute. Um, you still got some stuff to pack up. And on honestly, I think these two things are the most important, and I'm wondering why you're putting it off. And she points over to a small table. Just on its surface, there is the flute that Jiahu gave you the other day, and also a brass bell. You know why I'm not touching the bell. You should still take it with you. Uh, yeah, I guess I should take it with me. Uh... Loyalty is hard to earn. You can love someone without liking them, if that makes sense. Mm. I think I think I'm still working on that part. Just take the bell, and she picks it up, and then very quickly grabs the clapper so it doesn't ring. Okay, I'll pack them. Let me get some like tissue paper or something so I can pack these in. And yeah, pretty sure it probably helps you pack it. And just like that, your room in pretty sure Nara's little house is empty, and you're all good to go. I like being normal for two years. I know. Why can't I just... Why don't I get that? Everyone else gets it. Why don't I get that? You'll get it again. I better. So you are all now on board the KJ. The, the Catherine Johnson too, And ready to depart. And start on your next big adventure. Who pilots? Not Corel. <laughs> Sorry, it's been two years, but I'm still... Is anyone actually proficient in piloting tanks? They still count as a personal vehicle. Damn. So if you're able to pilot a minnow or a chromis, you can pilot a tang. Oh, awesome. I can't. So, so I can. No, I, I can. So can I. So you can all take turns. Well, how about to start off? Corel sets us off, because I may tease, but that which shall not be mentioned was not your fault, and I, I know. Okay. Just so we clear. What do you guys say? Mm-hmm. Sound a bit distressed there. Sound a bit Faraday. distressed, Faraday. Are you sure? No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I trust you, Corel. I message her, are you sure it's fine? Yeah, I actually just said it. <laughs> I do not answer. <laughs> Speak now or forever all your peace. If you would prefer to, Faraday, I would not take offense. It is your ship, after all, I'm Exactly. No, no, that's not the problem. No, absolutely, you can do it. I need to do an insight check. Yeah, you can do an insight check. Uh, 24. Yeah, Leonie. What does Faraday look like? Faraday looks unhappy. 
that she's trying to cover it up. You know what I think? I think Faraday and Junie put all their effort into making this ship, and I think she should make the maiden launch. What do you guys say? I think you just sort of flip-flop there, Captain, but I agree with you. Faraday, it's all yours. I minor illusion a captain's hat onto her. There, now you're the captain. Right, okay. Doing captain-y things. I will do captain-y things. Captain (laughs) Dr. Faraday Lewis. So many titles. Zenith Lewis. Zenith Lewis, of course. Sorry, still getting used to that. Wonderful thing. Everyone, take a seat. And let's go! Faraday, you sit down in the central captain's chair of the bridge of the Catherine Johnson 2, and you power up the engines, and then you head off into the stars. You soar past the jellyfish, you streak out into total darkness, you fly out past the great pale disk of the gas giant that rather orbits and at last you approach you approach the silver diamond of the jump gate the 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 jump gate that orbits this little mini system and you carry through the normal procedure and it's kind of i think it's probably just a little bit distressingly normal faraday considering what this is the start of it feels so ordinary like giving your ship's name to the jump gate person (laughs) to the to the jump to the jump gate team Um, getting the access through, seeing the diamond light up bright white as the portal opens. It just feels really normal. Is everyone ready? I suppose. Hell yeah. Ready as we'll ever be. Ride of a lifetime. Let's go. And you punch the ship forwards into the jump gate and into nothingness. Now, Mocatel is a long way away, guys. It is 14.9 days away. So just over two weeks later, you punch out the other side of this long journey. You've kind of zipped between multiple jump gates. You've navigated over across like a third of the galaxy to get to this system. After just shy of 15 days, you punch out the other side and into the Ranakir system, which is where which is where Mokotel calls home. Now you can see Mokotel in the distance, a fat red ruby against the background stars. But there's something else in the more immediate vicinity. Three small glittering shapes come darting at you out of the black. Behind you, the jump gate quenches to darkness. You have been ambushed. Oh no. Belgium. And on the sides of each of the three ships, you can see a towering golden V. Experience Points Season 3 is a homebrew adventure for the mind of our very own Kenny, Twitter user at Punderdrum. With inspiration drawn from the Expanse, Inner Space, the Dark Ship, and Starfinder lore, we bring you the Behemoth. Join me, Joss, the eldest of the Pepper Clone Clan, skilled pilot, and angst-filled mechanic. Abra is a shimmering data wizard that always has salt water around but not for the reason you might think. The An, Shirin, spiritual advisor and ascetic assassin. And Harper Neon, a Borai gnome biohacker that has just the right serum for any occasion, as long as you don't mind the fumes, as we find our way into and explore this strange drift ship anomaly. Okay, so 
We're going to go through initiative in a second. But for the benefit of our listeners, hello listeners, I just wanted to have a very quick state about statement about how spaceship work. So essentially, each person can man a spaceship weapon. The pilot can pilot. Spaceships have five levels of speed, which just affects how far they can move on a given turn in combat. And that's pretty much how it works. So with that covered, uh, initiative, did anybody get over 20? That's not an ideal start. Anyone over 15? Oh no. Anyone over 10? Uh, 13. Go. Oh my god. Okay, 13. That was scaring me then. Uh, I also got 13. So what's your dex, Lorelei? Plus two. Okay, so you beat me on that, Lorelei. So your turn will go first before anyone else. Five to ten? Eight. Okay. Eight. So, Shlop, what did you get? Six. And Faraday? One. Oh my god. Oh, I mean, I'd roll for Bugsy, but they are a big lion they are a big lion rabbit in a you... space battle. <laughs> so they're just gonna they gonna sit there and look scared. Have we rolled for Junie? I forgot. I rolled a six. My dex is plus two. Yeah, no. I'm second to laugh. Oh, the wives are at the back Aww, together. Wives at the back. They're, pr- they're probably going to be busy making eyes at each other the whole time. <laughs> okay, so, Faraday, are you still piloting? You were piloting when we left. We probably swapped out or something. Yeah. My background that I took is shipwright, so it means that I can, like, fix the ship for a total number of hit points. So I don't know if I'm piloting whether I'd be able to do that. I'm happy to pilot. Could I take the medium plasma cannon? yeah. Yeah, I was planning on taking the light fritzer. Okay, I'll take the light blaster, I guess. Faraday, you're on repairs, yeah? Yeah, but I can only do that once. Let me just check and see if I can buff. Uh, One final note about spaceship mechanics. You can cast spells on your turn as your action instead of using a spaceship weapon. However, it cannot be a spell that would have to physically pass through the hull. So you couldn't cast Ray of Frost, but you could cast Moonbeam. So who's on which weapon again, sorry? I'm on the light fritzer, Lorelei's on medium fritzer. Crick is on medium plasma cannon, and then Junie can either take plasma cannon or blaster or just wait until we're in range to use spells. I think she might wait, because she's got wall of fire, so if you could get close enough to see through the bridge windows, you could try and cast wall of fire in there, and that would cause massive issues. Hell yeah. I'm going to write my name next to the light plasma cannon, Yeah. just in case like I do have a chance to use it. Are you ready to go? Yes. In typical Lorelei fashion, you're the first to notice these enemy ships. Like your the jump gate behind you plunges into darkness and you immediately realize that these three ships mean business, probably because they have your um, ex-girlfriend's logo printed on the side. What do you do, Lorelei? Oh, bother. How far away are they? It's about 500 feet. I don't think I have anything... No, I'm just going to shoot the medium fritzer. Go ahead. That is a five. So, Lorelei, you notice these ships, the closest of which is this bright pink Chromis class, and you try to fire, but your shot goes wide and it heads off into the void forever. Oh, no. <laughs> to eventually uh, radiate its energy to the universe. Next up are the enemies. The three ships are made up of two minnows and a chromis. The chromis, as I said previously, is pink. 
the minnows, one is blue and one is yellow. The blue minnow is going to make an action first. And it is, I will say, its current speed was one. So it's going to increase its speed to level three, which will give it a bit better maneuverability. So it's going to move. It's not going to take its full movement. It's going to kind of tuck itself against a nearby um, drifting dark gray asteroid. And then it's going to fire on the KJ-2 with a small light fritzer. No. Uh, I got a 22. Oh my god. Two points of shock damage. Uh, so it sends off this teeny little pew of light which streaks um, past your view screen. And then you feel the ship just kind of quiver very slightly as it impacts. And that's the end of the minnow's turn. And then the yellow minnow is going to attack as well. It's just going to stay at speed one and dart out around the asteroid a little bit. Uh, that time I only rolled a 14. What's the KJ2's AC? 14. It does hit then. Darn it. Okay, let me roll the damage. I almost rolled a D100. That would been quite funny. Christ. 80 points. <laughs> Christ. Uh, that's nine points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. And then the final of the three little pirate ships is going to attack, which is the pink Chromis. It's going to increase to speed three and zip off behind uh, the same asteroid the blue minnow is taking shelter behind. But right as it's about to tuck around out of sight and take um, full cover, it's going to fire at you and it's going to fire twice. Ooh. Okay, so <laughs> that was a six and a 13. So no one know. It does not manage to hit you and finishes tucking itself out of sight. And that's the end of the enemy's turn. Uh, next in the order is Corel. Cool. What speed would we be going at as we exit exited jump? You probably would have been going at speed five. So you'd been going at max speed because you were doing a long distance travel. And we wouldn't and we wouldn't have slowed down before. Do you think you would have done? Because I'll absolutely accept that if you think you would have done. I, I feel like we would have come down to like three or something. Okay, you're at speed three then. Yeah, because you don't always know what's on the other side of it. It could be another ship, it could be a meteorite you want to be careful. Okay. So you have a range of 600 feet. Where, what do you want to do? I'd like to move basically to the same side of the asteroid as the blue minnow. So basically out of line of sight of, of the, uh, the, the Chromus. Could you make me a piloting check, please? So it is piloting checks as well, just for moving. I'm just I'm just a little rusty on this. So I'm just checking. Changing speed is a free action. To change direction or move it is piloting, yeah. Okay, cool. From the logic that anyone can jam their foot on the accelerator, but not everyone can make a hairpin turn. So it's the roll, it's my piloting, plus the agility minus the speed? Yep. Okay. That's a 23. Dang. Okay, with a 23, you managed to execute your maneuver perfectly. You managed to line yourself up behind on the other side of the asteroid, putting it between yourself and the, the pink Chromis. The KJ is in full cover from the pink Chromis. You are, however, in direct line of sight for the blue minnow and the yellow minnow. That's the idea. That This is exactly what I wanted. Amazing. I believe that is the end of your turn, unless you have any bonus actions. I mean, would my rogue stuff apply here? <laughs> do you have anything that you can do at range? Well, I was thinking more like my dash bonus, to be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> no. You're I... not running. <laughs> You're not the spaceship's leg. You gotta, you gotta ask. You've got to ask. 
It's worth asking. It's worth asking, but no. Sneak attack on the ship. Oh, I wasn't going to sneak attack. <laughs> I backstabbed the ship. A giant knife comes out of the hole. Okay, oh, so let's fly through this, guys. So next in the order is Crick. Okay, I'm going to use the medium plasma cannon on the blue enemy. Go for it. 12. That hits. Ooh. Oh, thank fuck. You're fighting a minnow. Like, they're teeny, teeny little oh, shuttlecraft. Okay. Uh, 22 points of damage. Okay. Now for my second attack. You... Oh, God. <laughs> Six. What are your pluses? That was with my pluses. I oh, rolled God. A two. <laughs> oh, no. It's okay. I did enough for two shots there, really. That was pretty good. Okay. Uh, the blue minnow, you fire off... What weapon are you on? The cannon? The medium plasma cannon. Okay, you fire off. Bludgeoning damage. You fire off the medium plasma cannon, and you all feel the ship kind of shudder as it fires because this is quite a hefty weapon. And as those, as that bolt strikes the blue minnow, blue minnow, you see it reel, and a massive amount of damage lights up all down the side, and it now looks quite badly damaged. Next up is Schlup. Hello. Oh, I am up. Cool. Are you just surprised not to be last? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Doing things. I'm not last. Amazing. The problem is, I know, I know it'd be sensible to do the enhanced ability, but I also want to shooty shooty my cannon. Um, Shona, I'll... shooty shooty your cannon. Shoot no, the I, cannon, I'm, Shona. I'm the bard. I should do. I should shooty the cannon. I'm offering to help to help you, and you're like, yeah, kill them. Yeah. Now I'm I'm gonna be the responsible bard, and I'm gonna buff my team, and I'm gonna I'm going to cast enhanced ability on Corel, who's piloting. Cool. This means that you will now get advantage on dexterity checks. Okay, so awesome. cool. And I'll, I'll throw a bardic over at Crick. So like, go, go, go over to Corel, been like, you got this. You're now very graceful. In fact, as graceful as a cat, like cat <laughs> grace. That's just that's what the spell. That's what the spell says. Okay, yeah. So cast enhanceability on Corel. That is touch spell. So that's why I'm being weird like that. Um, that I turn over to Crick, to Crick wherever he is, and I shoot the finger guns. Bardic inspiration, right? Bardic inspiration. I've written down uh, plus d10 to any roll. Yes, once. Cool. And that is the end of your turn. And then it's Junie's turn. What's Junie on? Uh, she's going to jump on the light fritzer, and she is going to do her damnedest, even though she's not very good at this. She rolled a natural one. No. <laughs> <laughs> next up is Faraday. I am going to cast Bless at a second level, which means the following people get to add a d4 whenever they make an attack roll or a saving throw. And this is until I drop the concentration. Those people are Junie, Crick, Lorelei, Schlurp. I would have included Corel, but Corel is doing piloting. So that wouldn't be an attack. Yeah, that makes sense. They already have. The, you already have the advantage shot. So was that? So it's a D four to an attack roll or a saving throw. Is that just once? No, it's continuous. As long oh, wow, as okay. she maintains concentration. Okay, and that's the end of your turn, Friday. That's the end of my turn. Okay, uh, top of the order with Lorelei. I'm going to put myself on a swivel and attack the yellow one. Okay, go ahead. That's seven plus two is nine, plus one is ten. That'll do it. <laughs> That's seven plus four plus seven. So fourteen plus four is eighteen. Can I attempt to communicate with them? Yeah, sure. It's a free action. You can talk to them. I get on a comms link and patch in. 
And I'm just like, stop attacking us. It is not worth it. Could you roll me intimidation? Ah, uh, but I'm proficient in persuasion. If you think you can make it sound like a persuasion, I'll allow you to rephrase it. I think what Lorelei is doing, because Lorelei knows Talia is in charge. Yes. And knows there's a lot of chorus Araswati who did not come home. And that a lot of them would have known Tali, and Tali is very charismatic. So she doesn't want to down any of these ships just in case she knows anyone who's on them. That's very fair. So I think she would probably say, this is Lorelei, Lorelei Widewanderer. Please cease your attack. It is not worth it for either side. They wouldn't necessarily know your, your, your surname, though, would they? She's pulling the surname to show that she's important. Yeah, fair enough. I'm gonna roll. Ah, ooh, uh, could you, it could just be a straight luck check. Yeah. Okay. Thirteen. Lorelei, who's that supposed to mean something? Oh no! When she finds out, you don't know who I am. Um, can I roll persuasion instead of intimidation? Or does that? Do I not get to roll anything? Okay, if you can give them a good reason, go ahead. No, I think I I think Lorelei will think and try and do it next time. Okay. Because she was sort of banking on one of them vaguely knowing who she was. And now that they don't, she's like, ah, fuck, I've got to take a new, different tactic. Minnows in particular tend to have max crews of like three people. So that one, that one, there's just three people just didn't happen to know who you are. Okay. Um, okay, so next in the order of enemy ships. First up is the blue minnow, which is not doing very well and is very close to you. It's going to be somewhat like, I think it's going to increase speed. And I'm just throwing my pilot check. Didn't do superb, so <laughs> it's not going to be able to do what it wanted, which was I was going to make it flee behind the asteroid to join the pink chromis out of your sight. So because it didn't do super well, I'm going to have it move part of the way around and then stop in open space. So it's still in your full view. And it is going to fire on you with a small light fritzer. It rolls a two. <laughs> and even with its pluses, there's no way in hell. So it flees and misses. And next up is the yellow minnow. It's going to stay where it is because it's quite far away from you. And it's going to fire on you with a small plasma cannon. It rolled a three. So <laughs> it also misses. And then lastly... Lastly, the Chromis is going to dive out from behind the asteroid to get a couple of shots off with you, off at you with its two weapons. So its first weapon uh, rolled an 18, which is going to hit you. Did they pass their piloting check? Oh, fuck, hang on. Thank you, Jess. There's so many piloting checks. Would you believe it got a nat 20? What? Sometimes oh. that's why the cookie crumbles, my friend. That was such a good voice, Paige. So that is eight points of bludgeoning damage. And then second weapon is a 13. So I don't think that's going to get you. No. Okay. So it misses on the second weapon. And that's the end of the enemy ship's turn. Next up is Corel. All right. I'd like to start moving sort of upwards at an angle towards the other asteroid. And as I go, can I essentially, as I'm moving, do a dodge action? Evasive maneuvers. Yeah, I'll let you do that, Corral. That makes sense. So I'll roll my piloting check. With advantage. Advantage. Thank you, Schlurp. Ooh, that's nice. Uh, that's a 23. Nice. Okay. Um, And you're still at speed three, I think. Yeah. 
Or do you want to change it as a free action? I'll move it up to four. Okay, so that gives you a slightly better range. Where do you want to go? Do you want to go behind the second asteroid, or do you want to like be close to the ships? I'd like to be near the 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 other asteroid, not behind it yet, but near. So that's going to put you very close to the yellow minnow, within a hundred feet. Is that okay? Yeah, that should be fine. Dodging so disadvantage on their attacks next time round. Okay, next in the order is Crick. I'm going to use the medium plasma cannon on the yellow minnow. Go ahead. What the f- four? Plus four is eight. No. Yeah. You have two attacks. Oh, so you also wait, wait, wait. get a d4. I also have d plus d4 to attack roll. I can do that. Um, okay, if I did that, it would be 12. Would that hit? Oh, sorry, roll a d4. You have to roll the d4. Three. So 11. Yeah. So that's 24 points of damage. Are you shooting to disable the ship or destroy it? I mean, by that, that would imply that this attack's going to kill the ship. Uh, what are we doing, guys? Disable. Mm. Yeah, I'm shooting to disable the ship. Okay, very skillfully, you destroy the ship's engines, and you get the distinct impression that if you'd been just a whisker out, you might have blown up the whole thing. That ship's lights flicker down, and it's now floating motionless in space. Heck yes. Second attack, uh, 16. Or against who? Who are you attacking? Oh, sorry, I didn't say. Uh, the, the blue minnow... Wait, hang on. The blue minnow was already drifting. No, the yellow minnow is drifting. The blue minnow is damaged. Blue minnow was damaged. Mm-hmm. We haven't shot anything at the the pink one, have we? Nope. I don't think anyone's hit it, you know. Okay, well, I'll attack the pink one then, because I don't want us to be in an imbalanced situation. Mm-hmm. 21 points of damage. Uh, again, non-lethal. This is the pink one, yeah? Yes. Uh, you do a massive amount of damage to the pink chromis. One of its fins just shears off entirely and goes spiraling off across the stars. Oh, yikes. Uh, it looks like it's taken a hefty hit, but it's still got quite a bit of fight left in it. And that concludes your turn. It does. Uh, next in the order is Schlepp. So if an engine is damaged, there's nothing really the ship can do at this point. Yeah, that ship is out of order. It's going to basically need major repairs before it can do anything. Okay, and we're about like 200 feet from the pink one, aren't we? Yes. Dang it. I had something that's like 120 foot bridge. I was going to use it on the yellow one, but now it's pointless. Okay, um, I guess I'll try and shoot. <laughs> Who do you fire on? I'm going to fire non-lethally. I'm going to, I'm going to make this clear. I'm gonna fire non lethally on the. Actually, I've got a little one, so I'll just. Tr- I'll fire on the blue ship. Go ahead. 15. I don't even eat out the d4. That will do it. Mm, nice. Um, so that's an 8 plus a 2 for dexterity, so 10 damage. Okay. And that's on the blue one. Yeah, on the blue one. Uh, you see the engines start to smoke and stall. Hey! Noise. It's not dead yet, oh, it's but not, it's, it's very close. Okay. I'd make a point. Yes. Its engines are disabled and it's. Very close to an asteroid. Yes. A moving asteroid. It's okay for now. Duncan. I'm going to say, look, it'll be fine. (laughs) Don't worry about them. Next up is Junie. Okay. Come on, Junie. Come on, Junie. (laughs) Come on, Junie. She has like a plus 1d4 now as well this time. Oh my god. Junie. Three. Oh. (laughs) Wow. This this wizard does not know what to do. She's like, weapons? I don't know. She just throws up her hands and just goes, I'm a magic girl. I'm a magic, I'm a magic bot. I shot something. Um, you're being rude. I'm stressed. Yeah, yeah, don't be rude to the, uh, uh, Con- wife. Context, not excuse, slurp. Slurp. Just take it. <laughs> um, yeah, next up is Faraday. I am going to use my feature 
shipwright, which is I'll patch it so I can restore. How much damage have we taken? Nineteen. I I think we're on one hundred forty-one HP out of one hundred sixty. You are correct, El. Oh nice. well, I can heal up to twenty, so I'm gonna just scuttle off and do some repairs. Okay, fab. Uh, that's with that done. That's uh, top of the order with Lorelei. Lorelei shoots the Chromus, the pink boy. Yeah, go for it. That's fifteen, even without the D four. That will hit. Um, so twelve damage. Okay. Uh, and then I'm gonna patch into them. And say, look, your two associates are down. Your yellow friend had no idea who I was, but um, I'm Lorelei Widewanderer. You are not going to win this fight. Please give up and go away. The comms hiss, and then you hear someone going, Look, that's the boss's ex. She's the one she's still like really cut up about. Shh. Wait, what? Are you serious? Yeah, fuck, I think it is. Uh, hi. Hi. We're, we're just, we're just, you know, you get all sorts of bad sorts coming through the jump gate these days. Just a misunderstanding, right? Yes, I believe you do get a lot of bad sorts. And you would know, considering you've all met each other. Ooh. Tell them! Oh, 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 oh! This is happening. <laughs> As this is happening in the background, Lorelei just sort of waves her hand to hush everyone slightly and goes, um, I suggest those of you that can still move begin towing your friend who cannot and perhaps give us somewhat an escort of an escort to the planet to make sure there's no more misunderstandings. Could you roll me? I think this is an intimidation. It feels like intimidation yeah. to me. But I'm going to give you advantage because of who you are and because they did recognize you. Okay, that's a 15 plus 1 is a 16. That's 13 plus 1 is a 14. So 16. Holy shit. Okay. With a 16, you kind of hear like their voices cut in and cut out. Um, and you can hear them muttering to each other. And then ahead of you, you see the little blue minnow dart across the stars, Starfield to the yellow minnow and um, start to line itself up to give it a toe. And then the pink minnow, the pink chromis, uh, comes and glides up closer to you and the comm goes off and a voice, the voice says, Good morning, uh, Catherine Johnson too. Uh, we would love to provide you an escort down to the city of Tourmaline. Would you like to accept? Dr. Zenith Lewis. Captain? Would you like to accept? Yes, that would be wonderful. Thank you. You heard our captain. That would be wonderful. Okay, uh, follow us, I guess. And the little pink chromis heads off with you following behind as you trail after it down uh, towards the bright red disc of Mocatel in the distance. Hey, it's Paige Dolby Evans, your game master, host, and resident dog person. I just wanted to say that the Junket podcast wouldn't be possible without the talents of the lovely people behind the characters. That's my wife Leonie as Dr. Faraday Zenith Lewis, Duncan as Corel, Elle as Captain Mitchell Crick, Shona as Schlurp, and Jess as Lorelei Widewanderer. 
Our show is powered by a modified version of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. To learn about the custom rulings, mechanics, and aliens that make our game possible, you can visit our website, thejunkitpodcast.com, or just ask us on Twitter at thejunkitpod. Lastly, if you're both willing and able, you can support the show over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash thejunkitpodcast. That's all from me. See you in a fortnight.